Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and change your life as you listen to this message by Bishop Eddie Fabin. Bishop Eddie Fabin serves as a senior pastor at the Kodesh of the Kodesh Family Church, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, founded by Bishop Daguerre Mills. Eddie Fabin is an inspiring teacher and preacher of the Word of God, a renowned marriage counselor, and an anointed prophet God uses to bless multitudes at the weekly prophetic turning point service at the Kodesh. Now, may the Spirit of God touch you as you listen to Bishop Eddie Fabian. Jesus, are you glad to be in church tonight? How many believe that your life will not be the same tonight? Just pray to God in just a minute. Ask God to touch you through the word. Pray that your life will not be the same again. Oh, talk to God. Talk to God. Oh, Jesus, we bless you. We thank you, oh God. We thank you, oh God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Oh, have your way. I want you to lift up a prayer for the Healing Jesus campaign. Pray for our Father, the Evangelist Bishop Dag. Tap your voice and pray. Pray right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We pray for the campaigns in Zambia, Lord. Thank you for the miracles. Thank you for the souls. Thank you for the lives that are being touched. Lord, we pray for your servant, Lord. Anoint him. Anoint him with fresh oil. Renew his strength, O God. In the name of Jesus. Confirm every word with signs and wonders. Oh, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Oh, we worship you, Lord Jesus. Lord, my heart cries out. Glory to the King, my greatest love in life. I had you everything 
to the fatherless tonight we cry glory we cry glory we cry glory we join the angels oh yes we cry glory we cry glory We cry glory to the King. We cry glory. We cry glory. We cry glory to the Lord. We bless you have your way tonight speak to us in Jesus name Amen. Amen God bless you please be seated turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6 wow we'll be finishing very soon <laughs> but have you been enjoying the armor and um, our weapons Hallelujah. Our sources of power against the enemy. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, 
against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins get about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. But tonight, our emphasis is on verse 17. It says that, and take the helmet of salvation, which we did last week. How many were here last week? Helmet of salvation. We talked about soteria and what? Suzu, isn't it? One is what? A noun. And the other one is what? A verb. Okay. All right. And the sword of the spirit, which is? the word of God. So tonight we're looking at the sword of the spirit. Hallelujah. Are you excited about that? Which is the word of God. Amen. So now when you hear the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, it it just tells you something that the word of God then is a weapon. Isn't it? So um, all the other things that we've had We've had um, the um, belt of truth. We've had the breastplate of righteousness. We've had the shoes for the preparation of the gospel. We've had the shield of faith. We've had the helmet of salvation. And then now the sword of the spirit. Now, what differentiates this particular weapon from all the other weapons is that this one uh, is an offensive weapon. Offensive. Yeah. All the others are defensive. But this one is offensive. I tell you. So, when you have it, you see, all the others may be able to prevent the devil from coming to you in a certain way, but it cannot drive the devil away. Yeah. Yeah. So the only one that drives the devil away is the sword. And that is why this one is very important. And everybody needs to take this very, very seriously. Amen. Now, the word of God is very powerful is very powerful you know people want to go for uh whatever i don't know what things you want to go for you want to go for some aquanchere komche and other things see this tuesday service we, we're having here we, we've been having this tuesday service yes before you came and we have we have grown and come whatever by the same way 
that is being taught. Every Tuesday, we are here teaching you the word of God, teaching you the word of God. Yeah, you, you may say that, oh, I want to go. I want to see something. Charlie, it's a deception. I'm telling you. What has made us who we are is the word of God. Soul of the Spirit. This word. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. Hallelujah. The Bible says that for the word of God is quick. See, if you are looking for quick, sharp something, you want some quick something. Something that is effective and effectual. You go for the word. Yeah. It's quick. <laughs> yeah, go. I don't know what these people are looking for. You will see a Christian, you don't know anything in the word. See, your life is the way it is because there's no word, not a word in you. But the Bible says the word of God is quick. Hey. You're looking for some express something. No, 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 no. The word of God is alive. Active. Quick and powerful. Hey! Don't joke with this word. Don't joke with the word of God. Don't joke with the word of God. Very powerful. When it is released, it does things. And then he says that sharp than any two-edged sword that you know about. Yeah. You know, sometimes when we come, we are preaching, we are just joking, we are laughing, so you think, oh, what is this? In the word of God. It is sharp. As I'm speaking, and the word is sharp. It is dealing with certain things in your life. <laughs> now, that's why the devil will want you to sleep when the word of God is being preached. No, 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 no. He knows that when he can, it will cut. <laughs> yeah. When you come to church, you have come with some ideas and certain things in your mind and in your heart. Shoo! See, as the word of God, you can say it is it is catching that show, show, show. Tell you your doubt, it will just vanish. Show. Your fears. Show. Piercing even to the dividing asunder. Of the soul and the spirit. You see, one of the things about us, I mean, generally Christians, 
is that there's always a confusion between the soul and the spirit. There's always a fact. It's like you, you, your spirit wants something, but your soul also wants something. And sometimes there's a difficulty. It's like you have a certain feeling for something. And your body really is craving for the thing. Let's say sex. That's why you understand. And when I said it, you came alive. <laughs> yeah. So you see that that thing is also competing with your spirit. Who wants to pray? Who wants to do certain things? So there is not, I'm telling you, there's nothing that is able to clearly cut the two, divide them asunder. It is only the word of God. Yeah. So when the word of God comes immediately, you see that you receive instant understanding. You, you, you just begin to separate the two easily. See that that's no longer a problem. Things that you were struggling with, you didn't know. You come to church, you hear where immediately it's no longer a problem again. It's no longer a problem. Oh, yeah. There are many things in my life like that. Yeah, as I hear the word of God. Yeah, like we were saying last Sunday, don't let the sun go down on your anger. You, 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 you like to be angry all the time. It's like you can't control it. But this word will come. Say, ah. So when you feel like you want to be angry, then the word will, don't let the sun go down on your anger. <laughs> In the night, you, you, you are lying down by your wife. You, you don't want to mind her. You, you are sleeping. But the, the word will come and say, don't, don't let the sun go down. Don't, 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 don't. Immediately you turn to your wife and say, honey, you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you, honey. I'm sorry. That's it. Shut up. Dividing is a piercing even to the dividing asunder. It, it will be clear. No. See, the devil will be telling you certain things, but you see, the word of God will just nullify all that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your last money. Then the, 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 it's just like, don't give. Oh, put it there. But the word of God. Hey. When you hear the word, give. And it shall, it shall be given back to you. Good measure. Press. Shake it. Run it over. Hey. Immediately. Sharp. Piercing even to the divine asana of the soul and the spirit. And the joints and the marrow. See, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents. Sometimes you come to church, when they are preaching, you think they are preaching about you. <laughs> it's that the pastor went to hear about me somewhere. And if you are not fortunate and maybe the pastor has spoken to somebody, you may think that the person told the pastor about you. But no. 
why should we even waste our time to discuss only you and come and preach about only you? Ah. It's the word. It's a descender of the thoughts. As you are thinking about certain things, then the word will descend the thoughts. And then the preacher will bring the word. You see, the, the whole thing will begin to move out of your mind. Yeah. Discerning your thoughts. It will just take it away. Things that you are, your intentions. You see, it says that the, the intents of the heart. There are certain things you were intending to do. Maybe you have made up your mind after church. I am going somewhere. <laughs> I am going to do that. Then the word will begin to discern those intentions. So the man of God is even preaching. He doesn't even know what he's preaching. But you see, the word is coming and is bringing out your intentions intentions oh tonight i see people being set free from the intentions of your heart wow i never decided to go back home so that, that, that is the word of god for you penetrates cuts through cuts away everything see the word is very powerful so you can tell people who have the word and people who don't have the word lives are different see that some things are cut off with people who have the word people who don't have the word they still carry a lot of things loads and their mind the way they think see even the bible says that you are you are transformed by the renewing of your mind so even the word of God comes to change your mind. And then you yourself, you are changed. You are still dressing the way you are dressing. Because the word of God is not coming in to, to change your, 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 your mind, your thoughts. And the way you your dress code, everything. So that's why we need the word. And listen. A Christian is a warrior. Yeah. This type of Christianity where we are just doing the thing, if you do the Christianity like that, you will not do well. We are on a battlefield. No, no, no. You must understand that we are on a battlefield. We are fighting every day. Every day. This morning I was just reading somebody who had said something and he said that there was a man on a plane and somebody was telling him that he should drink alcohol. A Christian. And he said, oh, take some alcohol. So, so, so. so no, he would, the way the man was still on him. Then he said, ah, why don't you go and give it to the pilot? Then the, the, the lady said, oh, but the pilot is on duty, so he cannot drink. He said, hey, this small duty that he's doing, he cannot drink. Me, I'm on duty all the time. All the time. I'm on duty. 
We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. I cannot drink at all. I am on duty 24-7. I can't take a sip at all. I cannot. Full time. This pilot is just flying just from here to here. He can drink. Me, I cannot stop one second. I don't have off duty. So you see some Christians, the way you live, it's like, we are off duty. It's that we have finished our shift or our, we are off for today. Like Christianity, there's nothing like off. The battle is constant. They are bombarding you, fighting you. You must be alert. You must be active. You must be sharp in the spirit. You cannot be sleeping. Ah. We don't have time. Oh. So when you see some people, the way we are doing the Christianity, it's like, oh yeah. Today we can, today is off day. The small Minchaka Crave is off day. Yes. Then from Sunday, we, we, we become this day. No. I ask the next person, are you, are you on track or you are off duty? Or No, demand an answer because there are a lot of people when they come to church, the way they are even seated, you can see. That is why the Bible says that. Take. Eh, put that scripture there again. What does it say? Take. The sword of the spirit. And the sword. It says, take the helmet. And then you take. We, we, we can't put it down. We have to be carrying it and moving with it all the time. We have to take, you must be carrying it 24-7. Look at Second Samuel, I'll show you a scripture. Second Samuel, chapter 23, verse 8. He said, these be the names of the mighty man. Mighty men. Charlie, may you be counted among the mighty men. I see many mighty men in the spirit. The devil is afraid of you because you are a mighty man. And a mighty woman in the spirit. Oh, this month we are shifting gear. New beginnings, higher spirituality. We are moving from low spirituality to a high level of spirituality. They were referred to as mighty men. Whom David had. Were three guys. Very powerful guys. One day David said he wanted water or something from some place. He said no problem. We will go. Come on. They went and dealt with the people. Killed many fed the water and they brought it. <laughs> David looked at the face. I can't drink this water. Because your life that you have laid down for me. I don't think I can drink this water. <laughs> the more night. 
that sat in the seat, chief among the captains, the same was Adino. 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 The Isnite. And some of you don't have nice names for your children. You can call your child Adino. Do you know the word? <laughs> the head of the S knight. He said, he lift up his spear against 800 <laughs> whom he slew one time. <laughs> May you slay demons one time. One time. No, you don't joke with these Adinos and these guys. Oh. Now the demons themselves, when they look, they say, no, this guy, he's an Adino. Let's not go near him. He will slay 800 one time. A spiritual Adino. Are, are there some spiritual Adinos in the church? You are a spiritual Adino in the church. Demons will not be able to stand against you. He slew 800. One time. Verse 9. After him. You see, these are guys. I am believing that we are going to have certain wild people at the Kodesh. Oh, I don't know whether I'm speaking to somebody here. There are going to be some wild people at the Kodesh. One after the other. Because when this one finishes, then this one will come. And then this one will come. When we come for the all night and we are praying, it's like, hey, these people, where are they coming from? One is laying 800. One is taking this. Wild guys. Spiritual Adinos. After him was Eliasa, the son of Dodo. <laughs> Dodo. The Ahuhites. Ahuhite is that from who? Is from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give the Lord a child, somebody. <laughs> Ahu White. One of the three mighty men with David. When they defied the Philistines that were gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were going away. You see, these guys. <laughs> The Israelites have gone away, but these three guys, the whole army have gone, but these three guys, may, may there be three guys. Oh, I will hide. Everybody had gone. He said, No problem. We will deal with movie. We will deal with these guys. 
we, we are not afraid. No, may there be people who are not afraid of demons. No, I declare after this service, you will not be afraid of any demon. You are going to arise in the spirit. A mighty man of valor. May you overcome every attack of demons. If you believe you are the one, can I hear your loudest? Amen. Look at it. He arose and he smote the Philistines until his hand was weary. <laughs> and his hand Live unto the sword. You see, people who have the word of God, they, they have used the word so much that the, the sword is in their hand. They can't put it down. The sword is holding on to them. They cannot let it go. Every day you meet them, when they talk, scriptures are coming out of their spirit. They know how to use the sword. The guy used the sword to fight. Now the sword, the sword has, was stuck to his hand. He couldn't drop it again. But some of us, we just drop the thing easily and just leave it somewhere. We cannot go up due to you. We are, the sword is Tight in your hand, you are mo- you, you can't drop this. If the devil makes a mistake, even if you are sleeping, when you wake up, hey, his hand clave onto the sword. So the Bible explains what happens with the colon. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day. And the people returned after him only to this point. They, they only came when he had finished. <laughs> he had dealt with the problem, everything, and the people now came. These were wild guys. There's a third guy in verse 11. And after him was Shama or Shama, the son of Agi, <laughs> the Hararite, Aguhite, Hararite, chef from Harari. And the Philistines were gathered together into a troop. Where was a piece of ground full of lentil? And the people fled from the filter. The people, they keep running away. But this type of guys, he said, but he, <laughs> he stood in the midst of the ground. And he defended it and slew the Philistines and the Lord wrought a great victory. <laughs> Powerful guys. I see people defending the gospel. Oh, I said, I see people defending the gospel. 
you are going to stand and defend the word of God. You will not be afraid when others are running away. You will not run away. You will stand and fight the enemy. May the sword of the spirit be in your hand. May your hand not let go of the sword. May you use the sword and cut off every enemy that is attacking in the name of Jesus. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. Sit down. Now, why is it called a two-edged sword? Two-edged sword because it performs a dual purpose. It has a dual purpose. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, it is the logos which is the written word and then number two it is the rima which is the spoken word so <laughs> one word it operates in two ways first the written and then the spoken if you're a good christian you must learn to flow with both Don't only go with the written. Because at certain times, the written is not working. You may be following the written, and sometimes all the things are not even written. So some people say, the Bible, there's nowhere that it says that don't smoke. Have you seen this in the Bible? That shall not smoke. It's not in the written. If you are walking only by that, you will make a mistake. Don't sniff cocaine. It's not there. It's not written there. And that's what some people, and the devil will deceive you with that. Where is it in the Bible? Show me. Yeah. Another reason why it's a double, because it can correct you on one end on another end it is comforting you yeah so that same thing that looks like it's sorting you out if you stick to just that you may make a mistake and feel that that's it that's my end and the devil will make you feel that you are condemned but that same word, if you can go on a bit further, you will see that the same word also comforts. One moment is facing you. How many of you have come to church? You see that the word of God, you are being faced. You see this one there. And that there will walk. My flesh don't like this message. But another time when you come, you hear the word. You are comforted. So don't come only with that. Come again. You will see that the same word will comfort you today may that word comfort somebody here one moment the word is judging you the next moment the same word is justifying you oh i love it i love it one moment the word is breaking you down another moment 
the same word building you up. It is applicable to the spiritual person. The word of God is applicable. To the non-spiritual, it is applicable. You can apply it in spiritual scenarios. You can also apply the word in physical scenarios. It's a two-edged. The young man can use the word. The old man can also use the word. The rich man can use the word. The poor man, the same word, it applies. It's not like it's for just some people. Everybody can use it. It applies to the sinner. It applies to the same person. Same word. So when the Bible says that it is a two-edged sword, it is a two-edged sword. Now, why does the Bible call it the sword of the Spirit? The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, his sword that he uses is the Word of God. In fact, that's what makes the word of God very powerful. Because the sword that the Holy Spirit uses is the word of God. Let me tell you why. Number one, because the Holy Spirit, he made the word. He made it. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you enjoying the word of God? We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn, and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first. That no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. But holy men of God. Spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So the Bible has received, the word of God has received, written down. Because... The Holy Spirit needed men to write it down. But the men didn't write it out of their own minds. They wrote it when the Holy Ghost moved them. So Peter wrote what he wrote because the Holy Ghost moved him. John wrote what he wrote because the Holy Ghost moved him. Moses wrote all the things he wrote because the Holy Ghost moved him. So the Holy Ghost, he is the one who authored the word. So, it is his sword that he uses. Number two, he is the one who sharpens the edge of the sword. He makes the word sharp. Amen. 
if the Holy Ghost is not part of it, you can preach, but it will not have any impact. It will be like teaching in a classroom. And sometimes people go to church, by the time they leave, it's like you've gone to the class. Because the, the one who is the sharpener of the sword is not involved to make it pierce. The word was blunt. But when the Holy Ghost is around, oh, I said, when the Holy Ghost is around, you see that the word will be moving. Sometimes you don't even know what is happening. You don't even understand the preaching, but something is happening to you. In Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Ghost came upon the disciples, they are preaching change. Oh yeah. They, I'm sure they had been preaching, but one time they went to preach. Nothing happened. They were even praying for somebody. It didn't work. <laughs> but that day when the Holy Ghost came upon them, something happened to their preaching. <sighs> Peter was talking. He said, Is it the same Peter? It's the same Peter. As he was talking, the people were just looking at him as he was rattling, talking, talking, talking. The word was sharp. It was whew, 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 whew. As the people listen, Bible says in verse 37, Bible says that the word was entering the people to myself. When they heard it, they were pricked. The thing was choking them. And they said to Peter, Peter, oh, funny. Now, dear, oh, boy, the way the word is going, Arsenal, what should we do now? Because we, we need to do something. What shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent. Repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins so that you can receive the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says in verse 39, For the promises unto you and for everyone. Verse 40, And with many words he told them, Save yourself. 41. And the Bible says that they gladly received the word. 3,000. 3,000. 3,000. Hey. Sharp. 3,000 people. They were moving in thousands. Without the Holy Ghost. One or two. Yeah. You can see it in different evangelists when you can see it. Because the Holy Ghost is the one. Break their hearts. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, the scripture that we all read about the Holy Ghost being, the word of God being powerful and all that. Many people don't read verse 13. But verse 13 is also very powerful. <laughs> 13 says that neither is there any creature <laughs> that is not manifested in his sight. He said, but all things are naked and open unto him with whom we have to do. 
you see i tell you it's a scripture the, the, the best way to describe the word of god when the holy ghost is at work here it's like a, a missile what do they call that thing scat missile that will chase hey. i don't know whether you have seen that thing before when they fire it eh, it will follow you <laughs> guided missile it will be following you follow you follow you until it gets the target it doesn't stop when the holy ghost is at work in a way there you can't dodge the, the word will find you it will move, move looking for you looking for you you may be sitting at the back it will locate you at the back and fire you there <laughs> you, you are listening to the podcast he's firing you you have some it, it will follow you everywhere it doesn't matter when it was preached it will still locate you it's wild it's, all things are naked before him you can't dodge It will locate you. And when he's coming to, there's a particular situation he's coming to deal with. It will locate the situation it deals with. With whom we have to do. Number three is the son of the spirit because, oh, my time is up. He is the only one who can instruct us on how to use it. The Holy Ghost is the best person to instruct you on how to use the word. Yeah. Now one day some people were, Jesus said to them, don't worry about what you will say. I think it's in Luke 12, 15 or so. I hope I got it right. So, 21, 15, one of them. He said, don't worry about what you will say. He said, but in that same self, the Holy Ghost will show you what to say. Yeah. Now, I've learned to depend on the Holy Ghost when I'm preaching, when I'm doing anything. Because, yeah, if I try to do my own thing, I'll make a mistake. He's the best person. The Bible says, the sword of the Spirit not the sword of the flesh. The sword of the spirit. He is, it is his sword. You better talk to him to help you. How to use it. Sometimes when you are counseling people, sometimes there are situations you wonder what to say. But the Holy Ghost will bring a word. Take this word. Take this word. Apply this one. He's the best person to show you what to say, what to do. That's him. For it shall be given to you in that same hour what you shall speak. The Holy Ghost. I think that, uh, verse 20, he said, For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh. So then 21 says that, or is it before? He is the one who will give you what to say at the same hour. Hey. Wow. 
Bible says that the word of God is given by the inspiration of God. 2 Timothy 3, 15, 16. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. Now, the word of God can do all these things, but if you don't know how to use it, you may use it wrongly. And it will not benefit you. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. It says that. But steady to show yourself approved. Unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. Rightly. Dividing the word. Of truth. Number four. I need to finish. Time. It's the sword of the spirit because. He is the greatest when it comes to the use of it. The Holy Ghost is the best. It's the best. I've seen the Holy Ghost use the word to encourage people. He has used the word to rebuke people. He has used the word to correct people. He has used the word to comfort people. The Holy Ghost, he is the best. Even you yourself, you can see that he has done a good job on you. You are. You've done a great job. Wow. So, it is a great honor for us when they say that we should take up the sword. No. You don't go to any battle, then the, the sword of the general, they will give it to you. Today, no, you came. Then they say, take it. No, no, no. But in this army, when you arrive, the sword of the general, the sword of the captain, the, the, the superintendent general, the owner of the sword, he said, take it, use it. I have used this sword for many years. It has helped me. You to use it, it will help you. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. Let me end with this because time is up this sword must be our sword brethren we cannot use any other thing but to use the sword we need to use it why because the form, best form of defense is to attack we must be attacking it is not enough to say that I have stopped drinking. <laughs> you must attack the, the drunkenness. You must attack it. That's the best way. If you're going to do well. Don't just say, I've stopped drinking. I've stopped lying. Attack anything that is like lies in your life. Attack it. That's the best way. I've stopped fornicating. It's nice. Now attack whatever makes you fornicate. You don't like my message? Attack it. Me, I've stopped. But you see, there is something that when it comes, you are not able to overcome. Work on it. Work on it. Hmm. Number two. 
if we fight the devil with reasoning, he will always win. If we fight the devil with reasoning, he will always win. Many of us are always fighting the devil with your reason. Don't reason. What does the word of God say? Fast. Work with that. Paul said, I did not come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom. No, 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 no. When I was preaching, I didn't preach because I know that when I preach that, it won't have an effect. But let me preach the word of God. Let me preach the powerful word of God. That is the only thing that can break and break through and change people's lives. Don't reason. We are reasoning our way too much out of things. What does the word of God say? Ask somebody, what does the word of God say? Number three, it is the only thing that will endure forever. Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will never go away. If there's anything that will help you to survive in this life, it's the word of God. When you have the word, you will survive. People who have the word. That is why I'm saying that. Don't go following in commission, following whatever. We have been here. We have seen churches come and go. We have seen a lot of people. Hey, 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 hey. We are still here. Tuesday service, we are still here. Teaching the word. Teaching. 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 The Bible says, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. It has kept us. It has kept us. It has kept us. It has kept us. Hmm. You will survive. Number four, it always accomplishes the purpose for which it is sent. Always. Always. Isaiah 55, verse 10. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not either, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bad, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Verse 11. So shall my word. Be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish the purpose for which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Other things may not work, but the word of God will work all the time. May you take up the sword of the spirit. I said, May you take up the sword of the spirit in the name of Jesus. And number five. It is only the sword that can fit into your hand. The way the sword is designed, a little boy can use it. Old man can use it. We don't need any special. Anybody can use it. You see, in the olden days, they had two types of swords. There's one that was called the Rome file. Not fire, it's a, it's a Greek word. 
It's a type of so very long, about six feet long, six or eight. And those type of swords, you can't use one hand to hold it like that. You, you have to hold it with your two hands. And even by the time you throw it there, But there was another one which was shorter, about two feet. It was called the Mashira. Mashira. That, that's, that's the word that is used in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. To take up the Mashira. The Mashira is shorter, it has the size, both sides are sharp. The, edge, the, the tip is pointed. So, whichever way you use it, Pointing, doing this, doing that. Even if you make a mistake, it will still cut something and it will work. The mashara. Ah, that's the mashara. So you need the mashara. That's the word of God. And you use it to cut. And it fits. Everybody can use it. It's light also. Light. Listen, how do you use this word? This word is not used by holding it like that. This word is used by speaking it. When you keep quiet, you are allowing the devil, you are giving him whatever to display around you. From today, decide that you are not going to keep quiet. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 15, I'm closing. Bible says, John was describing Jesus when he saw him. He said, and his feet like unto fine brass. As if they burn in a furnace and his voice as the sound of many waters. Verse 16. And he had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance was as the sun that shineth in his strength. But look at the description of Jesus out of his mouth. Out of his mouth. Sharp. And we all know that a two-edged sword according to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 is the word of God. So just by mathematical generation, that thing there is the word of God. Coming out of his mouth. Revelation 19. Look at 19. I need to close, but I'm just having a lot of things. Yes. Revelation 19, verse 13. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He said. And he was clothed with a vesture. This is describing Jesus. And his name is called the Word of God. The Word of God. The Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Verse 15. And out of his mouth, out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. With it, he should smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod. But out of his mouth 
Beloved, if Jesus, the word himself, is speaking the word out of his mouth, then you. But you see a combination of the Rima and the Logos working together. That the Logos, the written, was speaking, speaking the word. I tell you, the combination of the two, the devil cannot stand it. That is why the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, it's a scripture we quote all the time. Verse 8, the Bible says that the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, and also in thine heart. But it shouldn't just be there. It goes on to say in verse 9, it says, for with the heart, isn't that? If you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you shall believe in your heart that God will, you shall be saved. That is, for with the heart man believeth unto salvation. But with the mouth confession is made. You believe unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made. So the power for salvation to take place, it comes only when you speak. That is why you shouldn't sit down when they say, who wants to give his life to Christ? You must be able to stand up and come out and speak it out. Because the power of salvation is released only when you speak. If you don't speak, the power never released. Never released. The devil always works with the speaking. Isaiah 54. Let me finish. 17. I'm just finishing. I'm just finishing. I I just want to run run it up because if I take it again, it means I have to start all over again. But the, the sword is just working. It said, no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Then look at it. It said, Every tongue that shall rise up against you. The thing, the way the devil fights you is with his tongue. He's always fighting you with his tongue. Saying things, speaking things, speaking things. So, what is the way by which we must overcome him? You two, you must rise up, open your mouth and condemn whatever he says. 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 He says you will never make it. Open your mouth and condemn whatever he says. He says you will not do well in life. Open your mouth and condemn whatever the devil says. He says your life will not amount to anything. Open your mouth and condemn whatever he says. Oh, may you rise up and condemn. You shall condemn. He said, this is the heritage. This is something that God has given to us. Take the word. Condemn it. So, when Jesus was faced with the devil in the wilderness and when he was going to the temptation, (laughs) see, I can go on and on and on and on. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, the devil came to him and the devil said, verse 3, verse 3, the tempter came and said, 
if you are the son of God, that, that's what the devil is speaking. He always come and say something. If you are this, if you know you can do this, if it, he is always speaking. Don't be quiet. If you keep quiet, the devil will overcome you. You must be a speaking Christian because the sword is in your mouth. Tell somebody the sword is in your mouth. Oh, shake the person and tell the person, there's a sword in your mouth. Don't keep quiet. Open your mouth and speak because there's a sword in your mouth. Hey! Tell somebody I'm going to speak from today. I'm not going to be quiet. Sometimes you sleep in the night, then you have a dream that the devil will be telling you some things. He says you are going to die. Then you two you are sitting there and say, hey, I'm going to die. Rise up and condemn whatever the devil is saying. Speak the word. The only way the devil can get you is when you agree with him. Don't agree. He says you, you are never going to say, rise up and condemn it. Condemn it. What does the word of God say? Take the word of God and use that word to condemn it. So, he said that, oh, go back to verse 3. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God. Jesus didn't even need to prove himself as the son of God. But the devil will always come. Are you sure? Are you sure you're a, a man of God? Are, are you sure you are a Christian? Are you sure? All these things. Jesus didn't waste time to do anything. He said in verse 4. He said, but he answered, it is written. It is written. It is what what do you what, what what if you don't have any word you will not even know what to say you must study the word you must know the word and speak it it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth This is a scripture in Deuteronomy. Jesus was quoting from Deuteronomy. So you see, me, I don't know any verse in the Bible. Sit there. Your word that you take, that's what you condemn, whatever the devil is saying. Verse 5. Then the devil taketh him up into a holy mount city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. Verse 6. Now he's quoting Psalm. You see, the devil also what he also does is that he also takes the word of God, but he will twist it. So when he saw that Jesus was quoting the Bible, he too started quoting. And he said, if thou be the son of God, cast yourself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning you. The guy was quoting the scripture. And in their hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. He quoted the scripture. Clear. But you see, that is where you must know what is happening. Because there's always another scripture that will condemn whatever the devil is saying. Then Jesus said to him, it is written again. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Yeah! Yeah! It is true that he has said that you give his angels charge over you. But should you go and stand on the end one? 
when cows are passing, she, she says, Angels, angels come and protect me. You will become minced meat. The cows will crush you like this, you will die. If you like, go on top of the Jesus Cathedral and jump. Angels, catch me. You, you, you will be singing hymns in heaven. You say, eh, they will give you a knock. You are a foolish boy. Why have you come at this time? The devil wanted Jesus to die. He wanted him to jump. Jesus said, it is written. That shall not tempt the Lord your God. Verse 8. Again, see the devil, he doesn't give up. That's why you two must not give up. You must always have the word. When he says, then you say. 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 He taken him up to a high mountain. Verse 9. He showed him everything. And he said to him, all these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. And he could say that because he had taken it from Adam. But verse 10, Jesus said to him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, you shall not worship the Lord, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall thou serve. It is written. But let me show you something. Go to Luke chapter 4, verse 4. I'm just closing, but I just... The same thing. Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Verse 5. The devil take at him. The same thing. Verse 6. And the devil said to him, all this power I'll give to you. Verse 7. If thou will worship me. Verse 8. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt not, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and serve him, him only shall thou serve. Verse 9. And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If thou be the Son of God, cast yourself down. Verse 10. Look at it. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee. Verse 11. Uh, you shall not dash your foot. Verse 12. And Jesus answering said unto him it is said it's not always that it is written there are certain times it is said it's not everything that will be written black and white in the bible there are certain times the lord will be saying to you don't take this one don't do this one. Don't go this way. Don't go this way. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't only go with the logos. Also go with the rima. The combination of the two. You overcome the devil. You overcome the devil. You overcome the devil. And the Bible says that the devil left him for a season. May anything that is fighting you leave you. Stand to your feet. Open your mouth and begin to condemn anything that is fighting you some of you is doubt some of you is fear condemn it now open your mouth and condemn it condemn it in the name of jesus what is being said to you right now what is being said to you right now condemn it condemn it condemn it in the name of jesus every tongue that shall rise up against you in judgment you shall condemn Condemn it in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and condemn it. In the next two minutes.
it. Condemn the pain. Lift up your voice. Clap your hands. Begin to pray now. In the name of Jesus. Condemn it in the next two minutes. Condemn it. The devil is telling you you will fail. Condemn that voice. The devil is telling you will die. Condemn that voice. In the name of Jesus. Any negative pain. Take out the sword. 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 Speak against it. Come against it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, sir. Man shall not be my bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. For it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written, it is said in the name of Jesus. Come against it, come against everyone, every arrow, fire against you. In the name of Jesus, break a tabernacle. Jesus, we curse it, we curse it, we curse it, we destroy it in the name of Jesus. We bless you, God. We thank you, God. We give you glory. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Tonight, with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you. You are not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. I want to be born again. Today, with your mouth, you can confess salvation. If you are here like that, you want to give your life to Jesus, just lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you tonight. The devil has no hold over you. Lift up your right hand. Let it go up above your head. Tonight is a night of salvation. Let it go up. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, please do one more thing for me. Move out of your seat and come. Come now. Come quickly. Let's pray. Come all the way. Help them to come. Clap for them as they come. Come quickly. Keep clapping. Give him your life today. Come all the way. Come, my brother. Come, my brother. Keep clapping. Come on to Jesus. Come all the way. God bless you. Let him have his way. Come. Oh, clap for them as they come. Hallelujah. Come. Come, let's pray. God bless you. Lift up your two hands. Tonight, as you open your mouth to speak, things are happening. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, tonight, I thank you. For dying on the cross to save me from my sin. I open my heart to you. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. From today, I will save you for the rest of my days. Say, Satan, from tonight, I will no longer follow you. I belong to Jesus. And I will save Jesus. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Amen. We trust that you have been blessed, refreshed, and encouraged by the preaching of God's Word. For further inquiries, call plus 233-307-010-444. 
Eddie Fabian is also on Facebook and Instagram. God bless you. Hallelujah.